Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of D&D Raw. And before we begin, I just wanted to say, if you enjoy D&D Raw, we would love it if you would support us on Patreon to hear new exclusive content and updates before anyone else. By contributing as little as $1 per month, patrons enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. Our higher level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, the chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode, and even to join our monthly patron game. We wanted to thank all of our Adventure Tier and Above patrons for their support this month. So thank you Jeremy Kleinhans, Grimfuse, a Linux fan, and Dark Queasy, and a very special thanks to our producer tier patron, Gnome, for serving as a producer on this episode. To find out more about how you can join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. If you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week's episode will be Rumble Squad episode 14, and today's serviceable plots episode is Heal Her Up in a Sinister Fashion. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, I'm Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'll be playing Scrib Whitecliff, the human mastermind rogue. Hi, I'm Giuseppe, and I'll be playing Valen Blackwater, an Azimar monk paladin. Hi, I'm Rob, and I will be playing Aldrich Warmstone, the Lightfoot Halfling Horizon Walker Ranger. <laughs> Last time, the party made their way down the elevator and into Silverkeep Ruins, where Aldrich believes some people may be trying to smuggle out artifacts. They proceeded through the lowest level of these rooms, and tried to determine what this place once was as Scriv recalled his last visit here, somewhat painfully. The party eventually came across another group in the ruins, and Scriv came face to face with Gorvenal, a man who was with him when he had received his injury in the ruins last time. The man standing just slightly beside the tiefling. As he stares at you for a brief moment, he kind of like tucks his face slightly away, but you recognize Insight, him. immediate insight. I want to see shame. I want to understand him. What is the insight 15. check? He is not happy to see you. Specifically, he just, he looks uncomfortable that you're here. Do I sense discomfort on the person's face? Yeah. Do, do we all up? pick up on this? You just initially, like, it's really brief, but you both notice really quickly that he looked at Scriv and then kind of, like, looked away, almost, like, initially trying to hide his face a little oh, bit. Oh, no. We've stumbled upon something, haven't we? I don't understand. We have all of the proper paperwork to dig here. Do you mind if I see it? Who are you to ask for our official documentation? I'm Archivist Whitecliffe, currently the residing archaeologist managing these ruins. If I could please see your paperwork, we can be on our way. We're in the midst of doing research in other parts of this ruin. Please, Archivist, allow me to fetch the paperwork for you. They've moved your hands away from the crossbows after she just. I am putting my sword away, like, make sure that the moonlit ability of it just fades away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some torches that they've set up off to the sides I'm here. I'm going to tell Baglisatus Griv, let me know if you want answers to any questions. You know, normally people just say, do you want some help, as opposed to sounding vaguely malevolent. Just being direct, there's something going on here, obviously. It's not my place to butt in, but if you need help, you know you have it. 
She reaches over to Gorvanal, who kind of reaches back into his pack and pulls out some papers, hands it to her. She walks up and gives them back, to you. Uh, look them over. Roll investigation. Check. 18. So it's it's actually going to take you a little bit okay. to look through. Oh, yeah. No, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Could you make sure? So faithfulness, was it? And yes. Belinda, what are you looking for? You seem very focused here with your team. Yes, I'm looking for any sort of artifacts. When we learned that there was symbolism of Vladir, we were curious if there was artifacts that would that could be given to the temples devoted to Vladir. So you're followers of Vladir, then? Yes. Well, that's interesting. I think I, at this point, am, am scanning the folks presented in front of us and trying to mentally match them to the description of anyone who came into the scrivener's office to have those coded letters written while you're thinking of that i would like to kind of hand gesture belinda to open the cool yeah i will open open the lines of communication how hard do you think we can push them i mean i'm willing to pretty much go all the way but i don't think that's your style so what do you want to achieve theoretically i can try and lay claim as the archivist so you want them gone and never returning or you just want to know why they're here you want to know why they're here see if maybe we can help them and Aldrich, roll wisdom with advantage really First quick. one's a nat 20, so... If you suspect something is awry and they are not actually followers of Vladir who are just super faithful and looking for artifacts to connect them to their deity... No, I'm thinking they're more for-profit archaeologists. That seems likely. Do you think there's someone here who's weaker than the others we could get to answer our questions? Yeah, the assistant that uh, is to her side. The one who gave her the documentation. What do you want to know? I can get you an answer to a question. I want to know why he came back. Who is this? His name is Gorvanal. Ask him if he's here for legitimate purposes. Okay. First, I'm going to go to the check from Aldric. The tiefling is matching a description in the letters, as is Gorvanal. So based off of your investigation... Should I have added plus two for my forgery kit proficiency? (laughs) What was it, an 18 prior to the two? With the two? Yes. It is a forgery. (gasps) The signature, having seen Carrie Tan's signature many times, that is not her signature. It's really close. It is very good, but you barely notice the difference. And there is a difference. What is their stated purpose? It says to collect artifacts of interest to temples of Vladir and any other artifacts that may be of interest to Adar would be given to Paladin White. Telepathy. It's a fake. Quickly, what is Valen and Akiva doing? Valen would have just pulled himself off to the side to look polite, but if she did step up to deliver the paperwork, I would have taken a couple steps to kind of put myself not behind her, but <laughs> definitely in the space between her and her guys. Which... After giving the papers, she kind of steps a bit away from you, That's so... That's fine. I'm kind of just laying in... I'm not, like, slinking in the back. I'm just kind of trying not to make myself known, just kind of standing there. I'll step okay. forward and look up at Faithfulness. So, I don't believe I know you, but I feel like you might have stopped into my business. Have you possibly been to the Scrivener's office? Oh, yes, a couple of times. As a devout follower of Ladir, having heard of the symbols that have been discovered in these ancient ruins, I, of course, needed to let my colleagues know what we have found. I am not uh, much of a writer myself, so... I was going to say, you're so very eloquent. It feels interesting that you would need to use our services at all. Yes, well, I I never learned to write myself. I can I can write a, a little, but 
as a follower of Ladir, we tend to focus more on the beauty of his artwork that glorifies him and learning what magic that we we can to make the world a more beautiful and better place. So, god of magic and art, big into calligraphy for working with arcane writings? Pretty much anything that could be considered art would be within that realm. That plus archaeology just seems unlikely. It's so heartwarming to know that my business can provide a service so valuable to faithful such as yourselves. She has a slight bow. You notice, though, she's kind of keeps looking over towards Scriv as he's examining the papers. So I am going to, I guess, out of nowhere, having heard from Scriv that it is a fake, we have a question for Gorvanal. I'm going to go ahead and use my forceful query ability. I'm going to ask a question that can be phrased with a yes or no answer, but do you want me to give you the question before the save or after the save? Because I guess if he makes the save, there's no point. I mean, do you know if they make the save? Yeah, yeah. Ask the question. Yay! All right, so the question that we wanted to ask was... Are you here for legitimate legal, legitimate slash legal reasons? Were you asking faithfulness? No, 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 or forget faithfulness. Gorvinal. I don't trust her. We're asking, we're asking the weak link over here as identified by Gorvinal. So okay. I, I believe I do have to say it out loud. Yes. Does faithfulness react to that? Yeah, you see her go like shocked and turns to look at him. What are you doing? He's speaking out because your paperwork doesn't appear to be in order, Miss Faithfulness. Hands from the guards start to go to the crossbows again. What do you mean it's illegitimate? Well, if you come over here, you'll see that you actually have it dated wrong. Roll a deception check. (laughs) Twelve. She steps forward. What do you mean the date's wrong? I could have sworn that it was correct. Was I able to tell that Scrib was lying so I can walk up behind her? Totally like I'm actually just intending to see the paperwork, but... Am I noticing the crossbows are... You see them ready to draw them, but they haven't drawn okay. them. And as I'm point as I'm pointing on the piece of paper, eye contact with Valen, and I okay. would like to bonus action help and position myself in such a way that maybe he can get a better grab on faithfulness. I'm going to quickly say to Gorvanal, I think you know you're about to have to make a choice here. I recommend you choose wisely. Roll an intimidate with advantage. Can I kind of step out to where I actually make myself known and kind of direct myself towards the men with the crossbows? I would also advise you gentlemen to do the same. Aldrich will back up Akiva on that one. Akiva, Aldrich, you can either each roll an intimidation or give one of you advantage. I will give you advantage. The bow is is down, the arrow's in one hand. It just gets knocked and says, there is no reason for any of this to go poorly. Belinda, what was your roll? 22. Now yours. 22. Hey, we're so intimidating. (laughs) I'm helping. Yay, we're collectively intimidating. Okay, Gorvanal, you see, like, kind of start to back away from everyone a bit. All the people in the back that have their hands on the crossbows are just a little bit frozen and relax their hands a little bit and kind of without, like, fully putting their arms up, they have their hands, like, off just to sort of, like, we're not touching weapons. So, Valen Scriv, you have positioned yourselves in such a way that you're kind of flanking faithfulness. Yes. My help action is just to point at the fine print and say, well, if you see here, how do you want me to uh, try to grab her? Because that's... It'll be athletics with advantage because Scriv is helping. <laughs> so, how would you like to grapple well, her? I was, def- was going to go with one hand on one shoulder and then grabbing her dominant wrist, whichever she was reaching for the paper with, because that's clearly the one that she'd be you know, most comfortable with, and just getting a good firm grip on her. What, uh, what are you doing? We're placing you under citizen's arrest. This documentation is a forgery. The rest of you may go, if you wish. However, Gorvanal, I suggest that you stay. Gentlemen, if you want to make your way out of the cavern, I highly advise that. Yeah, we'd like to get all of your names, though. Please. 
No. And leave the crossbows. They give you all their names, and the gnome kind of just, so we can just go? Yeah. Why are we letting them just go? Gorvanal, how much were they paid for this? He kind of glances over at you, Belinda, and you, he looks really uncomfortable. I raise an eyebrow at him. We gave him a silver to escort us, but they would be paid more once we sold the stuff. So, as far as I understand it, Valen, they were paid to escort some people, do some manual labor, and that's about it. That's fine. So I look to the gnome. Keep your nose clean. Nods. And very slowly and carefully start to make their way out. You see one of them uh, shake a coin to have it light up as they're leaving. I'm going to say, I recommend you stay on the straight and narrow, though. Be careful of your employers. Oh, and watch the tripwire. And they're kind of like, yeah, we said it as they kept going. Can I walk up to faithfulness? So faithfulness, I hope you understand what sort of position you're in. It would be a lot better for you if you just cooperate. She just stares at you. One thing that I would recommend, though, Akiva. Yep. Could you make sure that she's blindfolded and their her hands are bound? Okay. And so I, I, cause I'm pretty sure I have some rope and any sort of fabric. Can you roll one more athletics check with advantage for me? First Vaila? one was a crit. I'm just right. gonna look at Gorvnal, very sad, very quiet. Are you coming with us, or am I leaving you here in the dark? He looks at the door for a minute. I'm sorry. I was also hoping to find out what happened last time. And you see he stares towards your side. Look at the door. That's where the answer is. The door's warm. That's weird. You have successfully blindfolded Faithfulness, and she is trying to say, no, I'm here under legitimate <laughs> circumstance. As she's like continuing to struggle against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mildly freaking out. I am going to break away. I I need to know. I'm going to walk up to the door. Scrib, where are you going? I'll go up behind Scrib. I'm going to follow him. Gorvanal, what research did you do while we were apart? What makes you think this is going to be the answer? So when we both got down here last time, you remember the, the wall? I've been down here once or twice since then, and nothing else has been like that. That, that warmth. And last time you were out for so long, and I needed to to get back but it wasn't just that beam like something was bright and burning and whatever it did collapsed the whole the whole tunnel like we were yanking you out of there as soon as well this is the first time i felt heat from anywhere down here it took quite a while to dig to this room but and he kind of points behind you uh, a little ways past the tunnel that you guys entered from, and you see a completely collapsed section. That's, I think, a tunnel that leads to wherever it was we were headed for. But it's collapsed now. I don't know much about this place, but there's god iconography, like, all over the place. But they're all, like, destroyed. Something weird is here. And I think it's past this door. But that's the only thing we have to go on, just the fact that it's warm. And the last time something was warm, it exploded and collapsed a tunnel. If you search her, she's got a letter on her from our buyer. As he gestures towards faithfulness. I'm gonna look over at Akiva. You think you could, uh... I got you. Yeah, I will go and, uh, basically search her. Okay. Uh, with this going on, I look back to Scriv. Are you... are you sure you want to do this? Not really. It sounds like, I guess we'll find out based on this letter, but we have the answer to what we first came here for so yes but i'm not saying we shouldn't get answers i just is this the first time you've been to this door Gorvnal? no but we hadn't cleared the way yet i mean it's we can open it now oh, let's take a peek is there a handle uh there's not but there is a gap between uh this double doors that you could it's grip. not just that simple valen you don't just 
open the door. Last time we went in unprepared, it was a mess. The entire tunnel collapsed. That seems really dangerous. Yes. In the meantime, have I found the letter? You have found the letter. I I think you might want to hand it to Aldrich, because I think he can read a lot faster than you. Except Aldrich can't read this. Oh. You can, Akita. Oh, no. What language is it, Tony? It's written in Darakul. Oh, boy. Okay. So this letter is in Darakul. That's worse than I expected. So briefly, Aldrich, the Darakul were an intelligent ghoul that came from the Shadow Fell over 150 years ago and ravaged most of the kingdoms. And that is an event known as the Cataclysm, which is why the Staff Federation even exists. So he would be intimately aware. Okay. They haven't really been seen much since. They've remained in the Shadowfell, haven't been beaten back. But So, it says that there will be payment delivered at the agreed-upon location for the artifacts from Silverkeep. At the very bottom of the note is a symbol of a finger over a set of lips. Belinda, you know what this symbol is. Would I know it? You might. Roll a history check. 16? You have heard of that symbol once, partially because the founder of the Staff Federation once fought against this group that is believed to be like its bare minimum members, but it is a secret organization known as the Whispered Ones. So I walk up to Gorbanal and reach up and grab him by the shirt. You're using my office to send missives to the Whispered Ones? I I didn't know about that. I hope you're not lying, Gorbanal. That would be disappointing to me. I I don't, I just- I turn and walk up to faithfulness. She smiles when you say the name. Away from the door now. Yes, away from the door. That sounded rather mocking. So do we want to begin questioning before I start breaking pieces of her or after? You are taking her back to Paladin Whitecliff. He can come down here. I'm not moving her until we know what's going on. I have to say I agree with Balin. I think we need to give her an incentive. She seems like a person who can be bargained with. Is that correct, Faithfulness? It depends on the offer. Well, I don't want to be too frank, but it seems like some of my allies here really don't see your life as very valuable. They really just want your information. So I can really get that from you and then they could dispose of you. I would hate to see that happen. So I think maybe you should cooperate with us and we give you some sort of assurance of your physical safety. I'll pull her blindfold off. Intimidation will get you nowhere. If you can guarantee my safety out, I can give you some information. Faithfulness, let's be real here about the situation you're in. You're going to give us all the information, and then we'll consider it. (laughs) They're going to kill your people, you know. She stares at you, Akiva. Your god has no power anymore here. Okay. She's now, like, looking towards your sword, Akiva. It sounds like you are willing to make a deal with us. You tell us what we want to know. We don't hurt you. Yes. I don't know a lot. I will state that up front. I simply had a location. What is the location? A guarantee of my safe passage out. How about we give you a guarantee that no one here will cause you to come to any physical harm, and if required, will prevent physical harm from coming to you until you're out of these ruins. Is that something that everyone else can agree to? Until such time that she gets to Paladin Whitecliff. I agree. I don't want to make any deals. No deals, no bargains. We just take her to Paladin Whitecliff and leave it at that. She looks over at you. Okay. 
take me to your dad. Let him handle everything for you. Paladin Whitecliff is the legitimate authority over this matter. Aldrich come and kind of reaches up and puts a hand on Scrib's shoulder. It sounds like we're all in agreement, then? Mm. I'm just gonna start walking away. Okay. We extricate her from the cave. <laughs> the cavern. I will carry her out of here. So these are kind of tight corridors, so for the most of this, you won't actually be able to carry her. For what areas that I can carry her, the rest I will drag her. Alright, then as you are proceeding back, she gets jostled and bumped and scraped up as you would be making your way through the ruins. Yes, without banging her up too badly when we do have to drag her, because that would be breaking a promise. Okay. And I gently escort Gorvanal as well. Yeah, thank you. Aldrich, you do see Gorvanal kind of stare at the door for another minute before following you out. You get all the way out, and when you get to the elevator, you ring the bell, and Pog shows up, and just, what happened here? Did the others already come out? Yeah. We have some official business for Paladin Whitecliff. Okay. Thank you, Pog, for the help. Okay. Come on, Zook. And gets you all on the elevator. He's looking more quizzically towards you, Scriv, and Aldrin. I want to stay here and make sure that nobody gets to the door. Wait, what? I want to stay in the ruins while they're delivering this whispered one representative and make sure that nobody comes into the ruins and tries to open the door. Okay, well, I think you shouldn't stay alone. I'll stay. I can say what them do. Okay. So, you guys are headed up. Scriv, are you heading back to the door, or are you just staying at the elevator? I'm going to head back to the door. So you're okay. going with Aldrich and Akiva? Yes. Okay. Akiva, your anger was hiding it quite a bit, but when you're back in that room, you have this, like, internal feeling of excitement? That's not yours. Oh, no. Scriv, the door stands before you. Do you do anything? I plant my sword in the ground. I take a seat. And I pull out my canteen. Okay. There's a brief whisper in your head, Scriv. And it says, I'm sorry for last time. I'm gonna look over at Alric and Akiva. Did either of you hear that or say that? Because if you spontaneously develop telepathy, Akiva, that would be a really mean trick to play. No, I didn't say anything. It wasn't me. Okay. Are you alright, son? I think the exhaustion is getting to me. I might be hallucinating right now. I'll have some toast if you please. Pull the piece out. Thank you. I will say, you handled that way better than I did. <laughs> I don't know. I just threw it all on my dad's plate again. And that's okay. I don't think it's a weakness to depend on others. I don't know. You did fine. You came down here. You got exactly what you needed. There was no bloodshed. There was no one harmed. And now we can find out what happened. I think you did very well. I mean, but she wasn't wrong. You were just so set on blaming yourself. More set on trying not to just be someone that lives in my dad's shadow all the time. And I don't think that's going to happen for you. I think you'll come into your own. It just, it takes time. I don't think you'll live in your father's shadow. You're, you are already your own person. The you I've seen here in Veripool is not the same person that I've been traveling with for like a month. Have some more toast, you'll feel better. I'm gonna stare at the door and... I guess just kind of wonder if I was really hallucinating the door apologizing to me. So, while Scriv is staring at the door, Belinda and Valen are making their way to the Whitecliff residence with Gorvanal and Faithfulness. Yeah, once we get enraged, I will send a quick message to Zolus ahead of time. Basically, we have prisoners. Good, because you're initially stopped by a bunch of guards. Okay, well, as soon as we are within 250 feet of the house, as far as I can tell, I will use the ear and say, if you could please have Jack come meet us, we have a prisoner. <laughs> 
it's not too long after you get out of the elevator as you're walking through. A couple of guards kind of starts, uh, what's going on? But it takes just a few moments for Paladin Whitecliff and Zolas to arrive. Okay, good thing, because I just had a realization we split the party and left the Verapole residence in the other <laughs> half. And we're just two random strangers who rolled into town last night. So I, I guess I will quickly explain to the guards' situation until uh, I'm assuming Jack would arrive. He does. He has you take her over to the jail and locks her in and says that he will be speaking with her shortly. But he asked for you to give him a rundown of what happened. Tell him, here's what happened. You know what the quest was? <laughs> you know, here's the task. So Gorvanal is just following you guys, looking a bit shameful. Faithfulness, meanwhile, still has the, that weird, annoying air of confidence. Can I heal her up in a sinister fashion? <laughs> <laughs> what, like you break her nose and then heal it in a different way? What? No, no, like, she's beat up, obviously. I'm like, here, let me help you feel better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can heal her up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'll do a bed wound. So you heal her up, and when you do, she kind of just stares at you in shock, and then looks at your, uh, you keep the, the amulet of Adar oh, on Oh yeah, your... it's, it's very prevalent. She stares at it and then back at you. Surprised? How? I don't actually have to answer your questions. Yeah, she's just looking confused. That's a good mental state for her. So while she's in the jail cell, I'm totally going to use divine sense on her to see if she's anything more than just partially fiend. Good call. You don't sense anything. It's oh, cool. Just a tiefling. So for the sake of expediency, Jack will tell you, please go get Scriv and bring him back. Okay. He will send some guards that he trusts to monitor. That way, Scriv's not worried about it. That is a better it. plan. Okay. So, they come to get you with guards. Is Gorvanal coming with you? Jack says he wants to speak with Gorvanal. That's fair. Then I guess you guys show up with some extra labor. With some guards, yes. I'm opening this door. First off, Belinda, could you please... This is gonna sound weird. Can you think at the door? Excuse me? Sorry, I have some unique abilities. Uh, yeah, I will try. Evidently, he heard a, he heard a voice. All right, I will reach out to the sentience of or around the door with my telepathy. So you telepathically speak to the door, beyond the door, around the door? Basically, I'm just going to be like, hello, <laughs> telepathically. You can speak to me. Oh, sorry, I am being engaged in conversation by something. Sorry. Yes, I can hear you mentally. Who are you? Not strong enough to open. Are you behind the door? Yes. Something is behind the door who is speaking in a... Who do you serve? Adar. Do you hear him? I don't hear him anymore. I will do my part out loud, so at least you can hear my half of the conversation as I'm doing it tele telepathically, so you're not just watching me, like, stand awkwardly. Okay. So I will try to repeat my side out loud. So then I was like, but before we do this, I probably should bring up, I am sensing an excitement that isn't coming from me. Okay, then. So, sorry. Yes, I, I have heard from Adar. Are you connected to him somehow? Is he Okay. I lost it a long time ago. I think so. I, I hope so. Are Who are you? I am his eye. So, Tony, what do I know about that? Roll a religion or arcana check your choice. It's a total of 20. So, you have heard of celestials known as eyes of the gods. This might be one of those. I will share that out loud with the group because that seems something they would want to know. That the voice is claiming to be the eye of Adar who is a celestial eye of the gods. Wait, wait, wait. Yes? Give me a moment, and <laughs> I'm going to use primeval awareness. There is a celestial on the other side of that door. Okay, so I just know that there's a celestial nearby. In front of you. 
staring at the door. There's a celestial nearby. Okay. Okay, that's useful. Thank you. <laughs> so, Tony, can yes. I put out a question? What up, Umbra? Roll straight charisma. 23. You get a sensation in your head, Akiva, like, later. I hate how enigmatic it is. Can you tell it that it's going to be okay and that we're going to open the door? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will reach out and say, sorry, I don't know your name. What should I call you? I'm the eye of a dog. All right, well, we're going to open the door. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah, I'd like to also quickly reach out to Adar. I don't know if Scrib's doing that, but I'm doing that. Uh, I, I I say a little prayer, and then I look to Valen and nod. How heavy are the doors? Pretty heavy, but I'm assuming you are not doing it by yourself. I'll assist. You are able to get them open. As they do, you initially just see, like, a very bright light, and then you see floating in the center of a circular chamber what looks to be an eye that is shining with light with two large fire-like wings, and it seems to, like, pull the light towards itself more as the door initially opens. It is a small creature, and it's kind of hovering about four feet off the ground as it's just and there. I'll say in Celestial... It's good to see you. It's good to be out. It floats past you and immediately starts to go up to Scrib. Tony, can I make a quick check to see if this thing is what it says it is? Based off your previous roll, it is what it says Perfect. it is. Okay, cool. It all checks out. It comes up and, and just stares at you because that's all it kind of can this do. This is my first encounter in my entire life with a celestial being. And it sort of like one of its wings sort of bends towards your hip. It does place like its wing towards your injured side. And there is a warmth there. It first hurts and then starts to go slightly numb. And it pulls the wing back. I'm sorry for last time you bear the symbol of Yuldanim, your armor. Oh, oh, I, yeah, that, um. I turn to the rest of the party. Uh, my armor has bits of ruined stone here. So, yeah, I'm sorry for the confusion. I'm apologizing to a giant angel thing that attacked me because I happen to be wearing a god's armor. I got scared. I, I lost the voice. I lost the connection. And then you were coming through, and you had that armor, and got scared. And then everything started falling, and I went back to the room, and then the doors got sealed. You know who sealed them? the collapse oh well thank you for letting me out yeah what will you do now well um i am to guard the room what's in the room <laughs> kind of looks over nothing now what do you mean it kind of hovers over back into the room so you can get a better look so within the room you see a large mosaic that's worn and broken and cracked from age lots of dust and ash kind of fill the air from this mosaic you see a couple of segmented images one shows a figure in dark robes that seem to be lined with some purple etchings and a symbol of uh, crystals that all converge to a central point on another section of the mosaic you see what appears to be a staff that strikes against something uh, whatever was there uh, the mosaic is destroyed it's shattered into pieces however upon striking whatever it was you see what looked to be cracks form in two separate parts of the staff that seem to be splitting it in three pieces does this staff look familiar in its pieces the base piece of the staff is a sharpened point that looks very familiar a little dagger yeah okay and that is up on the wall in the center of the room you see a partial 
crystal that looks cracked and broken. It's got kind of a violet hue to it. Did the collapse cause this damage? Yes. I'm so sorry. I was to guard it. I don't know what happened, but this happened. But I was to guard it, but I don't- Do you know what any of this means? The, The imagery here? It's from an old time. And it legitimately, like, as far as you can tell, looks kind of concern in its voice. It kind of, like, its eyes cast down as it's, like, that same type of expression you get when you feel like you know something, but it's not coming to mind. Ulrich, you worked for the Staff Federation? Yes, I did. Did they ever encounter anything like this? Did they ever encounter anything <laughs> like this? Encounter, do you mean, in, uh, uh, what, what is this, the eye, or? A celestial guarding a shrine to some sort of ancient narrative. Roll a history check. While they're discussing this, I'm going to just try and get a grasp of the age of this place, the value of this place. So just to make sure, uh, the crystal that's in the center of the room is a physical crystal. It's not part of the mosaic. Okay, it's a cracked purple crystal. It looks like part of a crystal that's just kind of scattered across the center of the room. So are there bits of crystal that are scattered around the room? There's like tiny, tiny fragments like all over the place. And then there is this more solid piece. I'm going around. I'm going to start collecting the tiny bits and pieces and then see if like I know what it's made of. I'm just tired. There's so much here. I could spend an entire lifetime taking apart this room, probably. We don't have a lifetime script. We don't. What was the history roll? You have heard of rooms being guarded by celestial beings before. Usually it's in order to protect something that the god values. Well, you wouldn't have probably experienced something like this personally. You know that there are places like this that do exist, not only on the material plane, but across the multiverse. So there are things that the gods tend to want to either protect or just generally watch over. I've personally never seen anything like this, but... Quite obviously, if this is the eye of a god, this is something they meant to keep an eye on and watch over. It says it was supposed to protect us, but I I can't imagine what this could have been used for. Is there still magic here? By the way, is that speaking common now? It is speaking telepathically. I don't think so anymore. Because you lost your connection to Adar? Yes. It's okay to be afraid. I don't understand. None of us do. We're trying to figure it out. I was to guard this, and then I couldn't hear anymore. What if all of this was supposed to happen, and supposed to bring us here? I don't know, and I should know, because he knows, but he doesn't speak to me. It's okay. You know what you know now. You only know what you know. You're just like us. Just have to live with that for a bit, and then hopefully we'll be able to get in touch with Adar again. I want to hear Adar again. I I need to know what to do next. For now, we should try to see if they can rest of some sort. Can we heal you in any way? No, I'm not injured. I just don't have much strength left. Is it because you have to sustain your physical form? My physical form will sustain, but the more power I use, it doesn't return. Are you weaker because you healed Scriv? Yes, but... I hurt him because I was scared and I misunderstood and I must make right. Thank you. Kind of a little bob like a nod. Is this crystal what you have to protect or is it just the room? I don't remember. I don't think the room is safe anymore for you or the crystal. I think we need to secure this and secure you and take you somewhere safe. 
will you come with us? Roll a persuasion check. That is a 15. I know the last orders were to guard this, but maybe you're right. Maybe I can't anymore. You can still guard it. You can come with us and guard the crystal. I don't know if that was it. I remember the room, but why don't I remember? I think I'm at this point kind of looking around the room, searching, trying to find anything additional worth knowing about something else that this creature might be protecting. Okay, roll investigation. Shoddy, I want to know if there's, I don't want to say there's somewhere to insert the dagger, but is there something like that where it would somehow seem connected to that space? The life's blade that I have. You want to measure it up to the spot on the mosaic? Yeah, and I can sort of see anywhere else where there seems like there might be a direct physical connection. Is there a life's blade sized keyhole? Yes, perhaps, or something along those lines, or if there's anywhere that reacts to the magic of the blade. Okay, roll investigation. First, uh, Aldrich, what was your roll? Okay, and then Linda? 12. Searching around the room, the most that all the three of you can get as you're kind of searching through all of this, it seems like whatever was in here might have been completely destroyed. Most of the mosaic that's that's visible still is a little bit up from the ground from this room. And though as Belinda is approaching the actual part of the mosaic that seems to have that very similar design to this dagger she has. Oh, casual aside to Aldrich, I just got this. The spot that it's in does glow in the mosaic. Oh, I thought you were going to say nothing happens. There's no other keyhole that you can find, no other spot to it, but as you bring it closer, the mosaic itself glows slightly. Did not expect that. I guess this is the dagger in the picture that is part of a staff that is in three pieces. We have one of three pieces. And it's reacting? Yeah, it's glowing. What is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? As the eye is now hovering right by you, Belinda. It's the life's blade. Does that sound familiar? Yes, but why? Why don't I remember? I. Yes, and flips over to you. Shot in the dark, but it may help you remember. I don't claim to understand how your memory works, but could you borrow some of my power to help restore you? I have a sinking suspicion that I would be uniquely suited to that, given that I was bound to a celestial similar to you for many, many decades. It might help you reconstitute some of yourself that was lost. I can't. My power is Adar. It was worth trying. Thank you. I'm sure you're going to get tired of me saying this, but we should probably take this to Paladin Whitecliff, a dedicant of Adar. Also, we know someone who could restore this room, don't we? Yeah, Archivist Whitecliff. Yeah. We'll need to seal off this door. If the Eye of Adar is willing to come with us, then... Yeah, we can seal it off and then have the guards here. The guards are staring kind of dumbfounded at the Eye for most of the time, by the way. Is there a smaller form, you can assume? It's already small, though. Well, yeah, but... I don't want to put the Eye of Adar in someone's cloak pocket or something. I can try something, and it just focuses, and it shimmers slightly, and kind of fades from view. Still here. That'll work. That'll work fine. Can't do for long. Okay, let's get moving then. Alright, so we are sealing off the chamber again with the help of the guards. And we are posting the guards, and then we are making our way back to Paladin Whitecliff. Aldrich- do you serve a deity? <laughs> I don't consider myself a devotee to any one faith. I've seen enough to know that they all have agents and influence, or at least they did. So I I tend to I tend to believe more in the people around me than I do in deities I can't see anymore. I can't fault you for that. 
it's been a difficult time and you seem to be doing well, so it must be working. We'll hope it keeps up. You put up with us for like four hours. You are certainly an interesting bunch. Yeah, we tend to get in and out of trouble with a rapidity I don't fully understand, but thanks for sticking with us and helping out. Thanks for coming to our town. I'm sure you would love to have us come back again. By the way, I'm looking over my shoulder trying to see if I can spot the eye of the god that is hovering around us somewhere. You can kind of feel it. There's a little bit of warmth. Like a space heater? Yeah. Cool. So, as you are making your way across, you do hear a voice familiar to Aldric and Scriv calling out, Come one, come all, come see the fabulous new play. Come see the giddy jogger troll. What is this? Fantastic amazement. It will astound you as he's just shouting in the street. I dip my head and try to shield my face, hoping that he does not recognize me. I walk directly at the voice. Oh no. And sure enough, you see pan flute in hand. It gets better. Oh no. Where are we right now? You're on your way to Scribb's house, but he's talking in the touristy section of- So he's drumming up business for the show. What time of day is it? It's approaching evening, but your shop wouldn't be closed yet. So you see a very ostentatiously dressed human male with kind of this slicked back, wavy black hair, almost golden eyes, just standing on a small crate as he shouts out into the cavern. Please come one, come... Um, Scrivener Warmstone, uh, uh, it's good to see you. What are you doing out and about? I could say the same to you. There uh, there was no one in, so it was quite simple. I, I felt I must announce the beginnings of a truly great playwright. He's staring uh, like over your shoulder in the distance. I understand you have hobbies. They should not interfere with your work. They have not. I have absolutely written all of the letters that I needed to on this day. I'm sure they're perfect and won't need any of us to rewrite them at all. As they always are, you know how my words flow so eloquently across the page. It almost cannot contain the emotion that I evoke. You see he actually, like, does a little finger wave to some passing women. (sighs) Hello. Yes. Hi. So, what you're telling me is is that if all of your work isn't completed perfectly, that I don't hear any reports of people being turned away from the Scrivener's office because it was closed when it was supposed to be open, then in that scenario, you could keep your job. You know what, Scrivener Warmstone? Why don't I go and check up on everything? Just just to make sure. Sorry, I'm very interested in this play. You should- Ah, he like hops down his crate and goes to approach you and goes to reach for your oh, hand. Don't- Aldrich throws his hands up like, really? (laughs) Uh, My apologies. I was simply wishing to properly greet such a beautiful young woman as he bows. Okay. It sounds like you don't need a job when you have just so much talent. I mean, one must start somewhere. And the Scrivener's office is such a fantastic place to get to know people and really understand a person's various viewpoints and it's such an inspiration that I wouldn't want to simply walk out of the Scrivener's office having become a big star that I, I know I will one day, so. I'll nudge Valen. This guy seems legit. Well, you know what? I kind of heard you were the worst. The worst? Uh, that can't possibly be the case. I simply live life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're too good to do your job? There was nothing left to do at the time, and I... Mm-hmm. 
was simply making sure that I should go back to the office, should I not? I, I Just to make sure that everything is done properly. Yes, you wouldn't want to disappoint Scrivener Warmstone. I would hate to hear that. <laughs> you have rather intimidating friends, Scrivener Warmstone. <laughs> ah, Scrivener Whitecliff. Oh, no. And he just waves slightly. Gaston, how are you? Huh, good. You have... He also stares up at Malin <laughs> and then at Akiva. I will go, and I will make sure that everything is perfect for you when you return to the office, Scrivener Wormstone. That's correct. Yes. Um, I can always delay the play by a little bit. That, that'll that be fine. Uh, a couple hours should be no but I'll I'll go. And he just turns and starts to... Yeah, it was cool. So hard to find good help these days. <laughs> Surely there's got to be someone better than that guy. I mean, you could train one of those industrious children. If they were tall enough to see over the table, I would. Well, anyways, I hope he delivers on his promise. He's very good with emotions. It's just everything else. He's quite colorful. Oh. Doesn't seem smart, just colorful. I have a dar. I think we're going to be the best of friends. Alright, to the Whitecliffe residence. You head to the Whitecliffe residence. As you knock on the door, Jack opens it. I'm glad to see you've all returned. Yes, we would like to come in with this eye of a dar that you cannot see with us. I'm sorry, Why what? Why do we come in? Yeah. Yes. Once we're inside the eye of a dar, you may become visible. Again. And it does. Paladin ah. Whitecliff, this is the Eye of Adar. It is a celestial being that received direct orders from a god and has lost contact with him. The Eye of Adar, this is Paladin Whitecliff, a dedicant of Adar. Hello. I, I feel like I have heard of your deeds before, but I don't quite remember everything. Thank you. Okay, can someone explain what? I don't know. Let's take a seat, because, uh, oh, Gorvanal. He's not in the house at the moment, but he is perfectly safe and under guard at the moment, just to confirm. Well, the people we captured earlier were trying to get into a particular room in the ruins, and behind that door was the Eye of Adar, along with a very strange room with a very interesting mosaic that we should have Archivist Whitecliffe look over. Yes, I will make sure she is, of course, informed. If she arrives in town soon, you could always inform her yourself. The Eye of Adar is growing weaker. It doesn't have much power, so I don't know if there's a way we could accommodate or keep the Eye safe. I suppose I will see what we can do. I have not seen a Celestial in well over a year. Scrivener Warmstone, do you feel that the threat has passed? I don't know if the threat has passed, but... At the very least, we've gotten rid of the immediate issue. The Whispered Ones may organize, now that they know that the chamber is, well, known. We have guards posted outside of it right now, but we may want to take further measures to secure it. Seems prudent. I will see about setting something up. Curious what they were interested in getting their hands on. As am I. I look between them, and then the Eye of Adar, and then back to them. No, they wanted to kill anything along the way. Anything that would stop well, them. Well, then there's clearly something in that chamber that we're missing. Or there was. It's possible that their information is faulty. Or outdated. Faithfulness did not know much. Clearly she was simply a courier. I will speak to her more. On that but note, I think this has been a rather full day. It has. Oh, we will have dinner in a moment, but Scriv, would you mind helping me? Sure. What do you need me to do? I have a few quick things I need you to help me fix up in here. And he is going to escort you into the kitchen. So, is Zolas, I assume, is with us? Zolas is in the so room now. So, it's some of the party members, the guy we met a few hours ago that we have dragged through hell, an eye of a god, <laughs> and a moody cleric. 
Oof, we are quite the, uh... There is a weird vibe in this room. <laughs> I come back into the room with a pot of tea, leave it in the room, nod, and then walk away. Zolas takes his flask out, takes a little bit, stares back at the eye. Some more things have happened. Just nods. I can see that. Just, this seems like a lot. Okay. What happened? Okay. Meanwhile, in the other room, I heard you let your fear of the place get to the better of you a little. Yes. Yes, I did. I taught you better than that. I want you to understand something. Something that I do not share with anyone else, save Belinda. If something traumatic happens to you, you do need to accept the emotion of it, but you understand that it is an emotion and you bury it until you have a chance to deal with it. You focus. If you are leading a group, you lead the group. You need to be the source. You need to be their rock. You cannot allow the emotion to take control of your actions. Fear of something is understandable, but you push it down, get past it, and then feel it when you are safe enough to feel it. And I say this before I mention that I do not have my powers any longer. But you were able to heal my side. Items still retain some of their power, as do scrolls, and I have many, many scrolls. Or rather, I had. I healed your side to a point. Well, that's been taken care of at least, supposedly. I'm gonna lift my armor and check my side. There is a scar, but it's not the nasty, almost singed spot that was there before. Looks like I'm costing a bunch of people power just to keep me going. Not to keep you going. You clearly had a connection with this thing. It attacked you and it healed you. Adar has a purpose for you, but you need to find out what that is. Right now it's the amulet. It's figuring out what's going on. And if you're without powers, then... I'm without powers, and yet I give myself purpose. As long as you continue to do that, push that fear, that anger, those emotions down, become your own person. I worry for you here because you rely on me, understandable, as I have much more experience and have been around a lot longer. You need to learn. I think the amulet is a great way for you to do this. Your mother initially sent you on this journey, hoping that simply getting out of town would help you forget what happened down there. I hoped it would be the start of your journey. It was, and I've seen plenty of things. And I faced peril, and I set it aside, and I acted. The chamber was different. It was. And I was seeing if you could handle something that was very personal to you. A very personal and emotional day. I did fear that day. I was worried I might lose you. But in the moment, even when it is an intensely personal issue, you need to make sure to not react with emotion. Think logically. Make a choice based off of the information you have given. I am proud of you for opening that door to discover what was inside. I recommend you do not let those emotions come back to haunt you. To make a decision not based on facts and information, but on a gut feeling. You have grown up a lot in the past month. I am proud of many of the decisions that you have made. I just worry, and I'm glad you will be continuing this, because I feel like here you cannot become your own man. I can see that. You will always have a home here. Thanks. He puts a hand on your shoulder. I nod quietly. Let's get dinner set up. So, Tony, dinner party or play? Play, dinner party? Are we getting to those? So dinner first, and during the dinner, the door bursts open. And you mostly see like a green like shirt of some sort or blouse and pants. It's it moves so quickly, but before you know it, this blonde hair and arms are entangling script. <laughs> Mom <laughs> Shannon, I am so glad to see you. How could oh my gosh, why didn't you write to say that you mom, were coming mom, back? Mom, 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 food. <laughs> are you okay? Have you been eating enough? Yeah, yes. You, are you how is everything? Uh, are you good? Fine. <laughs> 
Mom, it's good to see you. <laughs> she lets go of you. Hello! It is good to see all of- Belinda, a pleasure as always. Scrooge Mom! Uh, oh, boy. That's Akiva. He's very excited to meet you. Hi, it's a pleasure. Hi, it is an absolute pleasure. I've heard you a lot. are interesting. Yeah. Turns and shakes your hand and, and turns over to you, Vail. And you are? Valen Blackwater, it's a pleasure to meet you, Archivist. A pleasure, Arcanist Jane Whitecliffe. And uh, Aldrich, always good to see you. And she just like, quick pat on your shoulder. Oh, let me grab a plate and I'll join all of you. Please, please. Rushes off and comes in. So what? And she's just asking you question after question after question of like, what have you been Is up to? Is she completely ignoring the eye of Adar? Oh, good question. <laughs> right. This is our friend, the Eye of a Dog. Also, there's Zolas. Well, a pleasure to meet you. And she shakes his hand. Are you a uh, Scriven? Oh, I see what that is. Okay. Very good work, honey. As she just like pats his arm, like very good touches with the ink along the sleeve. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Hmm. Not good enough, though. Aldrich immediately saw through it. Oh, but he is a Scrivener for many, many years. Also, he worked for the Staff Federation as a scout, so... Oh, that's right. That is what you did, didn't Also, it? this is the Eye of Adar, a celestial being found in the middle of the deep ruins beneath our feet. Huh. Well, isn't this a fascinating thing? Did you find this, Shadow? Yeah, it was in the ruins back uh, where the accident happened. Interesting. I would love to talk to you more, but I've been on my feet all day and really just need to sit. So let me grab a plate and I will join you. And I have so many questions about your journey to Amaran. You have to tell me everything. So, for sake of expediency, she asks question on question on question of your journey to Amaran and then back to here. And I do so. I answer to the best of my ability between trying to keep my plate empty when she keeps on putting more food on the plate and also trying to prevent Akiva from asking more embarrassing questions about my childhood. I don't focus on just embarrassing questions. I just want to know your life story. Every little detail. They're just incidentally embarrassing, not intentionally embarrassing is what it I'm It happens hearing. when you ask, okay, what happened on this day of this year of his life? Well, yeah, but then she gets into stories about me being like four years old and streaking in the dwarven ruins. And <laughs> no one needs to hear about that. It was adorable. He was so excited. Oh my goodness. At some point, I'm going to lean over to Aldrich and say, would you believe that there was a point where I had a normal job and lived a normal life and did not have this going on? No. No, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> at this point, I don't know if I do either. I don't know. Also, Aldrich, your plate never is empty because she keeps topping yours off. Do not complain. I've been eating toast all day and I appreciate it, but you know. I have half a mind to say, please hire me to let me work in your Scrivener's office and (laughs) escape this madness. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'll have an opening in a moment. Yeah, I'm usually dead into gossip, but I enjoyed listening to that and I would love to hear how you fire him at some point. It sounds (laughs) inevitable, but maybe you could get him to use his charisma for good and he could actually start advertising for the Scrivener's office or something useful. I'm sure I'll punish him appropriately. Oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> so, the play was delayed for several hours, if you do want to go I'll to that. we stay back from the play and just gossip with Scribb's mom the whole night? Would Scribb let you? You know, I'm way too tired. I'm probably going back to my- Ah, oh, darn. Now I'm in a toss-up between staying here- Jane immediately offers that you can all stay. They will find room. Oh, boy. All right. Then, yes, I'm apparently just going up, and I'm collapsing into unconsciousness. Your room is kept immaculately. Nothing has changed. So, Scriv is going to bed because he is literally exhausted. Are the rest of us treating ourselves to a terrible play? Don't think there's any force in the world that could make me want to go see that play. 
So what are you up I'll to? I'll chat it up with Alan Wycliffe for a while. <laughs> I guess I will turn to Akiva and say, I never saw myself saying this, but will you go see a terrible play with me? You know what? Sure. I think I can maybe learn some performance tips from this guy. You mean a what not to? Okay, Aldrich, are you willing to come with us out of morbid curiosity? I will admit it is tempting to watch him fail. Yes, we are open to outright mocking, so. I suppose I can stay up late and correct his work after the play. It sounds like there will never be a shortage of a need to correct his work, so why not delay it a little bit and just get to revel in what I think must be an inevitable failure. Belinda, will you teach me how to mock? I'm from Orenthal, (laughs) so... Akiva, you feel an arm around your shoulder as Zolus is there. I will happily teach you how to mock. Yay. And, uh, if Belinda wants to help as well, that'd be great. But I want to see how bad this guy's play is with you, if that's all right. All right. So we are going to see, what was the name of the play again? <laughs> the Giddy Jogger Troll. The Giddy Jogger Troll. We are going to see the Giddy. Oh, it sounds so bad. So you see in very scratchy handwriting, but like really big across the entranceway as you're entering the theater, the Giddy Jogger Troll, a fantastical journey written by Biston Dorok. I'm going to turn to Aldrich and say, he doesn't even have good handwriting? It's a political appointment. I can't. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I can understand. It can only get better. (laughs) It doesn't. It's a bad play. However, bad in like a make fun of kind of way. Wow. Anytime they mention Giddy, he plays a quick on his pamphlet. Oh, no. oh. oh no. quick question. We are not paying for this. Sorry, not a question. A statement. <laughs> we are not paying for this. <laughs> he saw you and he's like, no, no, uh, friends of mine, please, please take, take a seat. And I had everything done, Scrivener Warmstone. It's no problem. I'm sure it's immaculate. And a one. And oh a two. my goodness. All right. Well, we don't have to react to everything throughout this entire play, but is it everything we hoped and feared it would be pretty much cool. it is diverting is really what i'm going for it will take our mind off of things for its length of time it yep. is a sensory experience that cannot be denied i'm assuming yep so i'm assuming afterwards you all retire for the evening i, guess I will say farewell to aldrich with apologies i'm sorry things were so difficult it's fine you were kind enough to help me i almost certainly wouldn't have gotten to the root of this without all of your assistance well and at least you know, you were right. Yes. Biston missed it. I will say it's been a real pleasure having you in our company. Akiva, it's been an absolute delight to meet you. Thank you. You too. Please tell Scriv that it was very good to see him and that he did well today. Will do. Take care. Fire Biston. It's on the list. Okay. I walk off into the night. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules as Written, or check out our website at dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Until next time.